0: To my podcast, let's go. I'm all about doing what I wanna do and living life to the fullest.
1: Every day, me and my team, we're on a mission to help you achieve all of your dreams. Welcome to my first investment property podcast, where we talk about our experience gained, wisdom learned, and the lessons learned throughout the process of real estate investment and development. I'm Edwin Carrion, the creator of my first investment property podcast stay on after the show, and I'll share how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest growing podcasts in our industry. With that being said, let's get started.
2: Hey, super excited to have another episode of my first investment property podcast today and to welcome Michael and Susie to the show. So welcome to the show.
0: Thanks, Doug. really appreciate it. Really excited to be on the show and provide value for your listeners.
2: Well, looking at your website and kind of where you guys are at, you guys are doing just a bang-up job. Um, You know, it looks at your presence. It's easy to navigate. It's pretty clear to understand what you're doing and what your mission and purpose is. But going back uh, to when you guys got started, do you want to share a bit of your story and how you got from there to where we are today?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I can start us off with that. So just for the listeners, Michael and I live in Cambridge, England, and so for... The first lockdown in COVID 19, actually, we didn't know how long it was going to last. And it ended up being a little over 100 days. But during that time, like everybody was sent home from work. And so Michael and I were like, okay, well, what are we going to do for the next foreseeable future? <laughs> because we don't know how long we're going to be in this situation. Yeah. And we don't have a TV. So we started a mini book club with each other. And one of the books that we read was multiple streams of income by robert allen and a couple chapters in it st- talks starts discussing real estate investing and michael had just looked at me and said please skip all the beginning chapters and just go straight to this one this is something we have to do and i was like okay and like from there it was like Because once you decide, right, what's your next step? And we ordered more books. We found online forums. And we started listening to a ton, a ton, a ton of podcasts. So, like, within a good month or so, we, like, consumed as much information as we could before we decided to, like, take the leap, Onto to one of those forums and finally asked like, Hey, is anybody else investing from the UK? <laughs> you know, or is this <laughs> is, are we alone in this sea? Yeah. And like, we actually found out that there were some other people who were doing different types of real estate investing, like all over the world. And someone that we connected with lives over here, actually just a couple hours from us. And after we chatted to him with him, he was like, Hey, you should attend this conference. And it was the first conference we ever attended, it was Bill Allen's veterans real estate investing conference. And there it discusses all types of investing from storage units to fix and flips to house hacking to multifamily. And, you know, after that conference, we were like, yes, (laughs) you know, like this is something we can do. This is something we're going to do. And that's really how it all started. And like how the first conference like launched us into a, I guess, past our limiting beliefs and giving us permission to be able to do this from anywhere.
2: Well, that sounds like a pretty quick turnaround.
3: It felt like it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so how did you guys choose? I mean, going to a conference, that was so many options. How did you, do you pick, you know, well, let's start here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I jokingly say that we actually had a false start in like single family homes. So after that conference, we were like, <clears throat> there's two things that stood out. One was single family burying. So Burring is like, Buy, re, buy, rehab, rent, refinance, repeat. So it's like buying undervalued homes and then rehabbing them and selling the refinancing and get, or excuse me, refinancing, and get your unlocking that built-in equity you had, yep. get all your cash back out and you can continue to do it in other properties. So we're like, that seems like a pretty safe option. Susan and I can do that ourselves. And if we mess up, it's like, it's on us, right? Yeah. So we so we set up a long distance burying team in a Midwest city. And what actually ended up happening was we had two properties under contract, but then there was an inland hurricane that actually went through uh, this little city and took our for weeks. Well, needless needless to say like the contractors were not concerned about rehabbing a rental property. They were more concerned with rebuilding the city. And so our whole plan to like rehab properties there was kind of shot in the water. And so we had, a, it was a very unfortunate event, but the silver lining for that event is it forced us to take a step back and look at our five-year goal. And our five-year goal is to move into multifamily. And also during that conference that Susie just mentioned, Whitney Sewell is there and, and who's the principal of Bridge Capital. And he looked me straight in the eye and he said, Michael, you don't have to start with single family. You can straight, start with multifamily. So it planted a seed for us. And so we, we had the false start, I say, in yeah. single family, and yeah. then which actually drove us to pivot directly into multifamily. And now we're, um, have done multifamily syndications from across the Atlantic ocean.
2: So what's that like working long distance? Cause you're the second person that I've, I've spoken to who's done that. I mean, I'm just saying long distance cause you're a- across the ocean. Um, most of the investors and people that I talk to with regards to real estate, regardless of where they live, don't invest on the West coast. They might live there, um, but they're typically in the Midwest. Um, so What are the challenges that you guys face that maybe somebody, you know, locally in America wouldn't face?
3: Yeah, so I think actually the biggest challenge, which sometimes can be an advantage, is the time difference. (laughs) So although we like can work our traditional nine to five, really before a lot of people like have even began the second half of their day. And then like we from, you know, five or six till 10 or 11 can like talk with people in our markets and talk with everybody in the U S but then once it gets to like time for us to go to bed, you know, everybody in the U S still has so much more time to talk to each other. So like, we are missing some parts of like the end of the day because it is like, we're at that point sleeping. So that's been a challenge, but I mean, that's just been really the only one because we knew from the very beginning that like having a team that was very aligned would be like our, winning i guess like our home run right and so we made sure that like the people that we had on our team were like aligned and have the same values as we did and that we had like a really strong property management company so we really took the time to like talk to them and make sure that we were having conversations instead of just being like oh yeah i can do this yep that'll i can do that you know we didn't want like a lot of yeses we wanted a lot of like okay well we're building this together right like there are people who live in these communities we want to make sure that we're treating them as such and that we all have that same vision. And so that was actually what helped us, I guess, get through the difficulty of even the time difference.
0: Yeah. And just to add to that as well, it's like, it doesn't matter how far away you are for your property. If you have the, the right systems and processes in place, it doesn't matter if you're 4,000 miles away, 4 miles away or 14,000 miles away.
2: Yeah. I'm just making a note because you're, you're, you're right. I mean, even if that you are next door without the right systems and processes in place, um, you're never going to have freedom. So looking at your website and your desire to travel, um, I, you know, I would anticipate you're not going to be living next door to any of your properties anytime soon, but you'll be traveling the world, still continuing to, to build, build your wealth to real estate.
0: Yeah, it just happened to work out that way, that we're over here and we're, we're investing in the States and we're setting up, we're you know, fine tuning all those systems and processes now because our ultimate goal is to when I can retire from the military, which is about seven years from now, uh, we're going to be able to live and, and work from wherever we want to in the world. We, we don't plan on having like a home base. We just plan on slow traveling around the world. And so setting him up the systems and processes 4,000 miles away now you know, when we, when we do the same thing in Thailand or in Australia, it's going to be the exact same, yeah. except in a, just in a different time zone.
2: Yeah. That's really cool. So can you share a little bit about team? Like you mentioned team and um, I understand the importance of team, but for people that are new um, that's probably a scary thing. Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to start a new business. I'm going to start a new investment. And now I need to add team. How do I do that?
3: Yeah. I mean, for me, so like at the beginning, and I still see this often is that a lot of people want to team up with people, you know? Cause like, if you have more assets, like under management, then it seems cool, but really like, take the time to know like your strengths and weaknesses so that you can find somebody who compliments you because you never want to be in a position like where you're butting heads all the time. Right. Cause then that'll just become a bottleneck for one, your mental state, but like two then for your business as well. Right. So like take the time to really get to know the individual and just like, have those conversations about what your strengths and weaknesses are even with them, right? Because although you could like have great communication and everything with somebody, if you too want to do the same exact job in the deal, again, you're going to be at the same position that you were at the beginning where you're just butting heads, you know? So like have those deep conversations, figure out what you want to do in the business, figure out what your val- values are, like long-term as well. Uh, like, because the team when you have that balance and alignment, like your flow is so much easier and having conversations is easier and there's nothing, I don't, I wish I could explain it easier. Like it's not scary, right? Like you can come to them and be vulnerable because you've had difficult conversations at the beginning already. Like you've already explained who you are as a person. And so Like working with the right person will give you an advantage even when it comes to vulnerability in your business. Because it's hard sometimes to talk about money or when things go wrong. But when you have, like I said, those difficult conversations at the beginning, they get easier.
2: Yeah. And just and I I agree. I like working with people where things have gone wrong because I get a chance to see how they react. Because you know, at some point, something's going to go wrong. (laughs) Like at some point down the road. So we might as well figure out really early on what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, How are you going to react with your communication level and style? And are you going to be vulnerable or you're not going to tell me anything that's going on?
0: Absolutely. And I was just going to add to that real quick, Doug, is that Susie and I, from the very beginning, we knew that we didn't want to have the same swim lane because we knew we'd be butting heads. Right. So it goes for, you know, a a husband and wife team or, you know um, any other team that you build, like make sure that you, have the roles clearly defined. So you're all in a different swim lane. And when you do that, you can double your rate of success. Or if you have three people, triple your rate of success,
2: right? So what's Susie's superpower?
3: Oh, active listening. <laughs> I mean, it is. Like people can come to me and talk to me because they know that I've taken the time to sit there and I want to know what they're like, problem or happiness or excitement or anger is because I can take it in, like digest it and figure out then at that point, if they need like advice or if they just needed someone to talk to, right? Like, so figuring out what people want, I've created a very like good place where people are like, okay, well, I can call Susie, even if it's for five minutes, she'll listen to me for five minutes. We'll come up with a plan and then I'm good to go, you know, (laughs) and it
0: works.
2: And what's Michael's superpower in the, in the partnership?
0: Uh, putting together the right team. I think, Mm -hmm. um, I really enjoy making sure that, you know, when we, so we've been lead sponsors on on two deals now, and I really enjoy bringing all the right pieces and people together in order to make sure that everything is smooth and it's operating smoothly. All the systems are in place. Everybody knows of the systems. Everybody is the vision that we have of the property or whatever we're doing, you know, um, That vision is communicated clearly to them and so that everybody understands and everybody is, you know, navigating towards that same destination.
2: Now, looking at your site, it looks like you also work with investors and people who want to invest opposed to taking the lead role like you guys. So do you want to share a little bit about how that came about and how that's working for you?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So we chose the model of syndications just because of where we are in our journey um we weren't ready to do it like a joint venture and the coolest thing about a syndication is because we're super big on return on impact we actually get to impact more people and we found that like having these conversations with investors it was actually really cool to figure out why they wanted to start investing in real estate, like what their drivers were, what their goals were, what their passions were, what like keeps them up at night. And when we started having those conversations, it was like, wow, like we can help people get to this point, you know, like this is phenomenal. So like, it was cool to see within real estate investing, how many people you impact, right? Because you can impact the residents, but you're also impacting the like, General partnership team. So, the main sponsors or the limited partners who are just coming in for passive investments, you impact the property management company. You know, there's just it was just super cool to see like how many lives actually get touched when you're a part of a syndication. And that was really what drove us just because we knew there were more touch points. And it's not even that, too. Like, the education piece is also really, really fun. Like, I know we talked about this at like offline, but like education. There is no limit to it, right? And we were all born to make an impact. So if we can help educate people in whatever way, like if it's real estate investing, if it's something on mindset, whatever that is, to get them closer to figuring out what their impact is for this world, then it is all worth it. It is all worth the calls. It's all worth it all. And so that's why we love them. That's why we love syndications.
2: No, I think you're right. I mean, it's funny because lots of times we, as you know, as Americans want to do things on our own. It's so like my money, my bank, my lending, but you're right. As soon as I, as soon as I do my stuff, I, 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 there's nobody else that participates. I mean, I'm not really impacting my banker's life. He's just looking at the numbers in most cases and he's not going to share what his personal goals are. But when you're talking to investors, he said, you're having a bigger impact. If you had 20 people in your deal, you need another 20 people that you're helping them reach their goals.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
2: So, what's the biggest lesson that you've learned so far? Oh, it doesn't have to be a bad thing. It could be, you know, this is my aha moment, or maybe it was something that didn't go exactly the direction you wanted. You can go. Um,
0: one okay, uh, maybe Susie will share a positive thing and I'll share something <laughs> negative that we learned. Um, so the biggest thing that we found while underwriting a bunch of properties was uh, if a syndicator has their own property management company, be very wary of how they're validating income or verifying income. Like, you know, ask for tax returns, ask for uh, certified bank deposits, ask for resident ledgers. Um, you need one of those three things, um, or you can get estoppel agreements. So uh, from the from the residents that are living there. Um, One of those four things, you definitely need one of those in order to verify income if they're vertically integrated.
3: Okay. Now, I guess for me, it's how many good people there are in this space. Yes, like there are bad eggs everywhere, but like truly being part of this community, I have met where we have met like just so many amazing people doing so many amazing things. And that's been the coolest part because it's, I wish I could explain it. So like when my heart overflows, it's like this feeling, you know, but like when people talk about like what they want to do, like in this world or in their community, it's like, wow, like that's been aha moments for me. It's like, I've never thought of that that way. Or I never knew that people also were thinking about that. And that's been the coolest part is it is a really, really positive, very positive community. Yes. Like I said, there are like some people who don't feel that way or some people who don't fit that, but a lot of the people that we have met are genuinely like very good people. And that's been amazing.
2: Yeah.
0: And that's why we started our podcast. So we can interview people and get that information out to more people after we're hearing their stories and how they're making an impact. We wanted to be able to broadcast that to as many people as possible.
2: So share with our listeners a little bit about your podcast.
3: Yeah, thanks. So it's called the adventures of a real estate investor. And what it is, is that when we were having one-on-ones with people, They, I don't know if they realized that what they were saying was how they were making impacts, but the more I heard it, the more I was like, I really want to get this message out there. I want people to hear about the impacts that they're making. So just for example, like we just had somebody on a week ago and she is a whitewater rafting instructor and a river engineer, but she said the coolest part like about being a whitewater raft instructor was like taking these cancer patients out and having them like truly open up and start this new scary task, which is whitewater rafting and being able to break that all down. And she relates it to real estate investing because like she's into notes And or non performing notes. And so these she really gets to like make these connections with these homeowners and talk to them about like what they can do in order to get their house back. And she's like, if I can break down like paddle strokes, I can break down like. What this homeowner needs, you know, like, and it, like, stuff like that, like the parallels are so cool, or how somebody used their acquisition to go build an orphanage in Belize, like, all of it just blows my mind. I'm like, this is beautiful, <laughs> you know.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I've often seen a really good relationship between <clears throat> business and and sport. And sometimes wonder why, you know, when you look in sport, um, all the top athletes have coaches, nutrition coaches, and all sorts of fitness coaches, uh, yet often in business, we don't have the right team or we don't find the coaching and the mentoring that we need. Um, and ask those questions like you're asking people. Mm -hmm.
3: No, that's very true. And I've thought about that as well, right? Because even like just people in America, like highly look upon sports and because how they're performing so well, but then like that self-reflection of like, Oh, I mean, if there even is self-reflection, I guess that's one first step, but you know, <laughs> but like if there is, it's like, Oh, I, I don't need that. Or that's yeah. not for me. And it's like, no, it's for everyone because we can all like, just somebody just needs to ask us why every once in a while, you know, and that'll help us just think differently about something else one day.
2: Now, I want to go just a little bit different directions before we wind up. And that is looking at your passion for travel. Um, so, I mean, you've got a different a different um, name for your company website. So, why don't you tell us um, how that came about um, and why you named it the way you named it. And then I'll let you share, share where people can find you.
0: Yeah. So, our company name is Ad- Adventurous Real Estate Investors. And the reason why it's named that um, is actually Susie's idea. She came up with it. Um, we were like thinking of some, a bunch of names and just adventurous REI clicked. Right. Yeah. Um, and okay. so it really embodies like who we are at the core. Like we're very adventurous. We love, we do everything that ends in ING and is outdoors, right? Snowboarding, <laughs> hiking, skiing, climbing, um, biking. R- running, biking, yeah. you know, paragliding, anything <laughs> right. That ends in ING, like we're doing it right. So well, that's I did, us. I did that's see us
2: your here. guys are both triathletes. So
3: yeah yeah and that's been fun
2: yeah so
0: yeah that and so we wanted a company name that really embodied who we were and that's that's who we want to reach is people who are like us
3: yeah and i mean like for us being far away as well it's just like another because at first right we tell people oh we're living in cambridge england they're like wait what what (laughs) you know, why is, are you spam, you know, like through my screen. And so just being able to have them like know who we are through that definitely helps. Cause I mean, yes, it also could be not who we are, but like it is the pictures are ours. Like it's just, it's what's the best way for us to show people who are interested, like what we were doing, what our life looks like, even though we're 4,000 miles away.
2: Yeah. I love that approach. I mean, and to your point, you know, there's so much opportunity in real estate and there's so many people in the real estate business. And I think out of all the websites I've seen, yours is probably the most unique because Thank it's not you. just full of pictures of real estate and and spreadsheets. Um, yeah. and really showing, like you said, you know, your lifestyle, your goals, your mission, and your vision.
3: Thanks. That makes my heart do this again. <laughs>
0: for, those, for those of you
2: who can't see Susie's, Um, moving her hands up like her heart is overflowing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks so much for taking time today and uh, sharing. Congrats again on you guys launching your podcast. So if uh, people want to reach you, Susie and Michael, where would you suggest they look you up?
0: Yeah, thanks for asking, Doug. The best place for everybody to find us is just go to adventurousrei.com forward slash info. And there you'll be able to read about Return on Impact, Find Our Podcast, our YouTube channel that's launching July 1st, and then you can connect with Susan and I on LinkedIn, all on that one page there. So that's adventurousrei.com forward slash info.
2: Excellent. Well, thanks again. Wish you guys continued success. Uh, I'm looking forward to connecting on LinkedIn so I can follow your journey and and one day I'm going to look and you're not going to be in Cambridge anymore. You're going to be someplace else. I don't yeah. know what that someplace is, but it'll be someplace.
3: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And thank you so much. It was a pleasure.
2: So there your are listeners. Another episode, just showing you that uh, there's all sorts of opportunities to invest in real estate. Um, you can make it your own, be unique, follow your passion, your heart, and um, just uh, go out there and look at what uh, Michael and Susie have done. And, uh, uh, hopefully that gives you, gives you some hope and see how they took action and made it happen. So thanks again for tuning in. We look forward to serving you on our next episode. I'm
0: all about doing what I want to do and living life to the
1: fullest. Every day, me and my team. We're on a mission to help you achieve all of your dreams. Thank you for listening to my first investment property podcast. If you're interested in sharing your story, and you want to be a guest on my show, please visit my website, edwincarion.com forward slash podcast forward slash apply. And if you like what you heard today, please follow me on my social media channels, Instagram and Facebook at edwincarion78, or click on the link on my website. Also, please subscribe to our show on Apple, Google, Spotify, and you'll find our podcast there, Whatever you listen to your podcast. Once again, I'm Edwin Carrion. Thank you for listening to my first investment property podcast. Until next time.